January 8th, 2000. That is the last time the Buffalo Bills were on the field in an NFL playoff game. Well, that'll all change on Sunday. As the longest drought in the four major American professional sports, the National Football League, the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball comes to an end. The Bills defeat the Miami Dolphins and then get a little help from Andy Dalton in the Cincinnati Bengals. Dalton catches the football. He's back to throw. Inches up in the pocket. Throws. Yeah. Caught by Boyd. Get in. The 10. Yeah. The 5. Touchdown. And welcome back to the postseason to the Buffalo Bills. My guest this week on the Syracuse Sports Podcast is Matthew Fairburn, who covers the Buffalo Bills for nyup.com and syracuse.com. We talked to Matt about just how this team got in the playoffs, the amazing response by Buffalo Bills fans to help out Andy Dalton's charity, and we break down the matchup. What advantages, if any, do the Bills have against the Jaguars? How about a shout-out to another winning team, a playoff team in my book, the Bill Rapp Superstore. Brian and Bruce Rapp, they are celebrating the season with slam-dunk deals on Subarus, Buicks, GMCs. Hey, it's a new year. Do you need a new car? I do. Looked at the odometer the other day. 97,000 miles. Well, boy. Get in there and see Brian and Bruce at the Bill Rapp Superstore. Always a great deal and always the smart choice. Check it out online at BillRapp.com. So we're here with Matthew Fairburn, and uh, I'm just going to say it, Matt, because I, I have to keep saying it to believe it's happening. Buffalo Bills playoffs. This is a thing. This is happening. You'll be there. You were there on Sunday to watch it all come together, and that's what I want to start with. Just take me through Sunday. Bills win. They're waiting for that result of the Ravens and the Bengals. You guys are you know, huddled over like a, a phone with a bad Wi-Fi connection trying to figure out what's happening, and the Bills are in the locker room watching this all transpire. What was it like to be a part of that? Yeah, it was wild. It, it was a, a crazy day, really, from, from start to finish, because going in, they needed so much to happen. And at the same time, it was pretty simple, right? If the Bengals won and they won, you know, everything would be taken care of. But it was a, a weird situation to cover because you know, we're watching obviously the Bills Dolphins game first and foremost but the second half rolled around. That one was pretty well in the bag and, and it was pretty clear the Bills were gonna win. So the game's happening on the field, but we're pretty much all watching the T V to see if the Bengals are gonna win. Uh because obviously that changes the story completely. And by the time we went down to the locker room, you know, we didn't know. And so like you said, we're we're huddled around a, a phone, a few people have some computers out trying to refresh and, and, and see what's happening uh, and see, you know, whether the Bengals are going to pull it out. And, you know, through a blurry signal, you can see Andy Dalton throwing that touchdown. But really, you knew the eruption from the Bills locker room and the eruption from the concourse at uh, Hard Rock Stadium because some of the Bills fans that had stayed around to, you know, watch that game and, uh, you know, it, it couldn't. It had to have been 45 minutes after the game ended, almost that we ended up actually being able to go into the locker room, and you know they're pretty much mid celebration. It was just a, a wild, you know, couple of hours there waiting for you know the the Bengals Ravens game to finish up, and what a an odd ending to that game. I mean, who would have thought that Andy Dalton would complete a you know nine yard touchdown and twelve, you know, to finish that thing off? It was just. Uh, you know, for once, uh, a magical ending for the Bills. For once, an ending like that went their way instead of the other way, and and it was a pretty cool, pretty cool scene uh, in the locker room afterwards. Yeah, and think about that. You don't want your playoff 
fate as a Cincinnati Bengals fan in the hands of Andy Dalton, let alone if you're the Buffalo Bills. And it wasn't just that play. It was the play before that. It's third and 15, and he checks down. He throws like a three-yard pass just to get rid of the football. There was an interception that got taken away. There was a whole sequence of plays that happened before that. And that's what I was thinking watching this, Matt. I mean, I've been a Bills fan since I was four years old, and I've seen all the ups and downs. And I'm like, the football gods are actually smiling on Buffalo right now. And it was just weird to see that sequence happen, and it did. And here they are in the postseason, and you brought up Andy Dalton. We we have got to bring this up. And, Matt, I hesitate to even say a number, because every time you do, it goes up. But what a response by Buffalo Bills fans to thank Andy Dalton by donating hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point to his charity in in the course of, what, 48 hours here? This is incredible. Yeah, that was really cool because, you know, I was even asking players in, in the locker room after the game, you know, yeah, have you ever root, you know, rooted so hard for Andy Dalton? Did you ever think that you'd be sitting there pulling for Andy Dalton and, and hanging on to Andy Dalton every pass and, you know, asking guys what their response would be? And there was, you know, the, the jokes of, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll send him some Budweiser, we'll send him some wings, you know, whatever he wants, uh, he'll be taken care of. And, and then to see, you know, wherever it started, probably with just a few Bills fans, you know, throwing a few dollars at at his charity, and in typical Western New York fashion, it, it became, you know, a a, a movement. <laughs> and uh, you know, what a great, you know, the, the wings and all that stuff is fun and it's funny. You know, the idea we're going to buy Andy Dalton jerseys and and all this, but to actually channel that into something, you know, amazing for a great cause, you know, for, you know, physically disabled, uh, children and, and their families and, you know, just a great foundation that he has that deserves, you know, some of that, that love and some of that appreciation. I mean, I, I can't imagine Andy Dalton would rather any other response, you know, from Bill's fans and, and to see, like you mentioned, I think it, it was at $170,000 the last I, I saw and it's probably gone up. I mean, that was just really cool, and it, it shows you, you know, what this community is all about, and it, and it shows you that, that sports can be, be pretty cool sometimes. It really can, and it shows that social media can be used for good causes and can spread rapidly and, and reward somebody who, you know, he threw a touchdown pass, but for Bills fans, it, it was so much more than that, and not just the fan and, base, Matt. You know, of all the players on this team, they're all happy to be there, but nobody you know, deserves this more, is happier to be there, and has had this all culminate more than Kyle Williams. You've covered this team for a few years now and have really gotten a sense of what he means to this locker room. As best as you can, describe just that, what he means to the organization, the city, the locker room, the team, all things considered. Yeah, I I think really he's just the perfect, you know, kind of spokesperson in this community. He's a guy who was a fifth-round pick and, you know, passed over many times over. He did mention last week that he was the first overall pick of the fifth round. And, you know, he said a lot of pressure comes with that being that first overall pick, but <laughs> he's just got that, that spirit, you know, that, that sense of humor and that sense, that underdog quality to him. And beyond that, he, he just works for everything he's had. He's fought through so many injuries and he's dealt with all the losing. And even though he had a chance to leave, you know, countless times, he stuck with it because he loves Buffalo and, and he's, you know, made this place his home. And, you know, he said that, you know, he didn't, he's a guy from Louisiana. He didn't necessarily expect to come to Buffalo and fall in love with it and make it his home, but he has, and, and he, he really does 
you know, love this community and love this place. And, and the fact that he went through everything that he went through, all the injuries you think about, he's fought through some nasty injuries uh, to keep coming back. And in the spring, there was a question of whether he would come back, whether they would want him back. And I can't think of a more perfect match than Kyle Williams with this community, Kyle Williams with Sean McDermott and, and what he means, you know, to this locker room as, as a leader, a guy that can carry that message to the players and and he's a guy too that you know it, it just meant everything to him seeing him in the locker room with his kids uh you know he's he's tearing up he's choking through his answers his face is red i mean he's he just was loving every second of it and the fact that you know everybody in the locker room wanted it for him i think helped kind of translate to the team just what the drought meant because most of the guys in the room you know they haven't been through it the way he has he's been through a good chunk of it, almost the entire thing. I mean, he's been here since 2005. So to, to see him get that, I think was pretty cool. And it, I think it was, was huge for, for, you know, the team, uh, Sean McDermott, you know, mentioned the fans first and Kyle second. So that tells you what it means right there. Yeah. Sean McDermott is the name that keeps coming up here. This is his first year in Buffalo, Brandon Bean as general manager. And, you know, I've said this phrase often on my radio show, Matt, and it is this, if you're a Bills fan, it doesn't comply to any fan base, really, but particularly to the Bills. When you ask for change, you get change, and you just have to watch that change unfold. And this Bills team has made a lot of changes. The trades of Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby and sending Marcel Darius to Jacksonville, of all places, as we'll get into here momentarily with the matchup coming up this Sunday. They made it clear that they're making change. Now, maybe tank was a strong word, but even the players brought it up. Richie Incognito and Eric Wood and players kind of referenced it afterwards, like, you know, so much for tanking. But clearly this Bills organization was molding itself you know, into the image of what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott wanted to do. That at one point involved starting Nathan Peterman, a fifth round pick himself at quarterback. Clearly, they were trying to win in their own way, but also had the future in mind. And they're in the playoffs. So the fact that it's this team that made the postseason makes it all the more remarkable. How did they do it? Knowing that, again, whatever term you want to use, rebuilding, restructuring, was was going on, and here we are in January, and the Bills are in the playoffs. How did that happen? Well, I, I mean, it, it's a culmination of a lot of different things, right? I mean, it, it didn't hurt that the AFC wasn't very good this year, and that you know nine and seven was good enough to get in. Where in other years, you know, that might not be the case. But I think you know, in terms of how they became a nine-win team, when a lot of people thought they were a five-win team, I think it starts with you know McDermott establishing, you know, a, a different standard of, of how to do things. You know, the word culture gets thrown around a lot and it's hard to really define, but there was definitely a new standard here. And look, he fixed the defense. I think the last two years, Tyrod Taylor was good enough to get this team to the playoffs. The offense was good enough to get this team to the playoffs, but the defense was a mess under Rex Ryan. He fixed it by, you know, re revamping the secondary entirely, you know, five new pieces in the secondary. If you count, nickel cornerback Leonard Johnson. Rookie Tredavious White was, you know, probably should have been a Pro Bowler the way he played this year. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde is going to the Pro Bowl. Jordan Poyer probably should have been as well. I mean, all of these guys came together and learned that defense, which is more complex than people think. And they play fast. They play aggressive. They get turnovers. And when you start with that defense, you know, you can win ball games that way in the NFL. Obviously, LaShawn McCoy had another great year, and 
there are going to be people that question, you know, why did they trade Sammy Watkins, Ronald Darby, all along the way. You don't get through those types of moves and come out stronger on the other end without good coaching and, and good leadership at the top. And that, that counts Brandon Bean as well. And so I think the fact that they were able to keep the team together, they, look, they sent a message, right? When you trade Marcel Darius for a sixth-round pick that turned into a fifth-round pick, you're sending a message about the standard that, that you want and you know about what will happen to guys who aren't living up to that standard. And you show a little bit of a belief in other guys, too, and I think that's what they took it as. You know, you trade Ronald Darby, you're showing belief in Tredavious White. And, you know, Sean McDermott was able to frame all these things and navigate the choppy waters. He, he really was, you know, a tremendous leader through it all. I mean, also think about, you know, all the anthem protests and that weekend and how he handled that. You know, that's something that could have pulled the team apart. So, you know, the Raiders are using that as an excuse for why they, they bottomed out, saying that that pulled their team apart. Sean McDermott didn't let any of that happen. Even the Nathan Peterman thing, which was a huge screw-up on his part, he didn't let that pull the team apart somehow. And, you know, you got to give credit to Tyrod Taylor for, you know, maintaining an even head throughout all that and coming back and being the same quarterback and, and helping this team finish strong. So, a lot of things had to happen. Sean McDermott, you know, I, I always think about, you know, how he said in the summer, you know, uh, the NFL season is a test of how long, you know, a group of guys can stay together. And, you know, they were tested in a lot of ways and, and they held together. And that's why they're, they're here on the other end. And obviously, you know, a few things had to break their way, but, you know, that's how it goes in the NFL. We'll discuss the future of Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback, and break down this matchup with Matthew Fairburn after this word from Bill Rapp. Is 2018 going to be the year? This is the year you're going to quit smoking. You're going to lose weight. You're going to stick to that New Year's resolution and make it happen. I believe in you. Now, 2018 may be New Year, new car time. It is for me. Brought it up earlier. I cannot believe it. I looked at my odometer the other day. 97,000 miles. Okay. 2018 is going to be the year. If you're like me and you're looking for new, you're looking for trade. You want to calculate your payments online, credit approved, an all-star shopping experience. Go in, talk a little SU hoops. Talking about my friends, Brian and Bruce Rapp, at the Bill Rapp Superstore. Check it out online, BillRapp.com. New Subarus, Buicks, GMCs, pre-owned vehicles as well. You've got options. It's a new year. Why don't you treat yourself and get that car? Bill Rapp Superstore, BillRapp.com. New year, new car, make it happen. Matt, I hate to jump ahead of the game, and we'll get into the game here, but you brought up Tyrod Taylor, and it's fascinating because this is a quarterback-rich draft coming up, and the future of Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback, we brought up the Nathan Peterman thing a moment ago, is just this ever-evolving conversation. So let me ask you this. Can he solidify his future in Buffalo in this playoff? Is this a last effort for Tyrod Taylor to prove that he's the the, the, the quarterback of this team and not you know, some and the Bills don't have to go look elsewhere to find their franchise guy. I mean, he can definitely help his cause, right? I mean, look at Bill Flacco a few years ago. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor carries this team on a run, a deep run, then they're going to have to reevaluate, you know, their stance on him and, and think about, you know, what they do long term. But I look at you know, Kansas City as a, a pretty good example here. You know, Alex Smith has gotten them to the playoffs and you know you know, won them quite a few games, but they still 
went out and traded up Patrick Mahomes. And considering Sean McDermott comes from the Andy Reid tree, I wouldn't be surprised to you know see them take a similar path. Just because Tyrod Taylor got them to the playoffs, or even if they win a game, doesn't mean they won't try to upgrade. And look, I I think. They need some competition. When you have, it's not every year you're going to have five picks in the first three rounds, and so I, I think it's a good opportunity for them to, you know, still take a swing in a quarterback. But they don't necessarily have to be desperate to move all the way up and get one either. But they have Tyrod Taylor at a pretty reasonable price tag, and they can, you know, keep him at that price tag and and make him go out and earn it again. I mean, I, I think he'll get similar treatment that Alex Smith in Kansas City. They're Similar caliber quarterbacks, I think. I think you can win with them if, if everything's going right around them and if you have the right offense in place. But I don't know that they're going to make a rash decision based on you know how, how he plays. Now, like I said, if he goes out and, and pulls a Joe Flacco and wins his team a Super Bowl, I mean, all bets are off, right? I mean, so that's the beauty of the NFL. He can go out and he can earn it, right? I mean, he can go out there and, you know, play really well and carry this team to a Super Bowl and show that he's that type of quarterback. It's all out in front of him. It's it's kind of the beauty of it. Once you get to the playoffs, that's when you really have a chance to show who you are as a player. So I'm not going to sit here and say he has no chance to change their mind. I think it would take quite a bit, but you know he's got it all right there for the taking if he wants it. Matt, uh, Doug Marone and the Jacksonville Jaguars are the opponent for the Bills, which you just got to love that coming full circle. I mean, Marone Got the Bills to 9-7 and seven before he walked out the door with his you know, buyout a few years ago, the closest they were to the postseason, but now they meet up here in the postseason. So what advantages do the Bills have, if any, in this matchup with Jacksonville? The LaShawn McCoy thing is going to be huge, and that's going to be touch and go right until kickoff. We know that, but let's break down this matchup. What advantages, if any, do you see for the Bills? Yeah, I mean, they'll be able to run the football if LaShawn McCoy is healthy. Even if he is, they probably have a chance to do so. The, the Jaguars have not been good at stopping the run pretty much all season long. Marcel Darius has helped a little bit in that department, but not a ton. And so that's number one. They should have a chance to run the football. You're not going to pass the ball on this team. I, I think you need to get Tyrod Taylor involved in the running game uh, with some, you know, read option, quarterback design runs. That's huge. Uh, I, they ran the ball really well against this team in 2016. Obviously, you know, it's a different defense. They're playing a lot better this year, but that quarterback driven stuff with Tyrod Taylor really gave the Jaguars some fits. So I, I would like to see them incorporate some of that. I think maybe the biggest advantage they have, though, Brent, is against Blake Bortles. If you can somehow slow down the Jaguars' number one ranked running attack, London Fournette, and put the game in Blake Bortles' hands, I think you have a chance. I, I really think the Bills have a chance in this game. If it's in Blake Bortles' hands at any point, I like the Bills' chances. The, the secondary that I mentioned earlier has done a great job of forcing turnovers and, and you know catching the ball when, when they get their hands on it uh, and making big plays once they have it in their hands. Blake Bortles is a quarterback who will put it up there. You put the, you put the game in Blake Bortles' hands, you know, a Titans player said it just yesterday. He said, put the game in Blake Bortles' hands. He's usually going to choke. He, he That's kind of the quarterback that he is. He's not good. He's not accurate. He's careless with the football. I mean, he's had some moments. He's been better this year at taking care of the football, but he, he just isn't a quarterback that that's going to, you know, strike fear into you. And 
that's what gives the Bills a chance. As good as the Jaguars have been this year and as strong as their defense is, they still have Blake Bortles at quarterback, and the Bills' secondary is really good. So, look, they're going to try to run the football on this Bills' defense, and, and that's where the run defense really needs to step up. And then, you know, when the Bills have a chance, when Blake Bortles puts the ball up there, they need to come down to it. Matt, appreciate you joining us here on the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Enjoy it in Jacksonville. I don't know if Jacksonville is south enough with this ice storm coming to escape the cold, so I don't know if you're going to get typical Florida weather this weekend, but you've got a playoff game to cover, and we'll be reading on nyup.com, syracuse.com, and a great job all season on the coverage, my friend. Oh, I appreciate it, Brent, and uh, maybe we'll be talking again next week about, about a divisional round match. I think Thanks for listening to the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe in iTunes. Look for us on Apple Podcasts. Get the latest delivered right to your phone, iPad, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Brent Adams. We'll talk to you next time.